Welcome to Talmud Tidbits. It's an honor to have you here. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and my goal is to share inspiring, uplifting, and beautiful ideas as we go through Shas together, Ezra Hashem, and become more proficient in the beauty and the wisdom of Chazal that will greatly enhance our Vodas Hashem and our lives. Hey everyone, welcome. We are looking at Maseches Shabbos, and this is an amazing opportunity for us, for those of you that have joined us through Brachas. Thank you so much for sticking with us and for your comments and feedback. And for those of you that are just joining us now from Masech Shabbos, welcome. We are trying to learn many, many important things. So we're going to focus on the first 10 blot right now, a couple of different Aris, wherever you're holding, and I think that'll be really exciting. So the first mission talks about Yitzhiya Sashabbos. We talk about the Malacha of Hotzah. And um, if you notice that the first Example given is Pashara Anias Yado, Lifnim. You have the Ani sticking his hand inside to take. And the Ben Yada explains a very beautiful idea here that one of the first lessons of life is that we are to help other people who are in need. And Shabbos is a time that brings peace. We invite other people to our house who need it, not just Pesach, where we start off the year and our spiritual growth with Kol Dich Ben where we invite everybody. But every Shabbos is a time where we open up our hearts to invite in our family, our friends, and maybe those in need. And so when we start off uh, with the uh, Masechta, we have the first thing is that we are helping out a poor person. And that's something that's really important. Tosis points out that we start off with um, Shabbos, the, the malachas, there's 39 malachas we know, and hotzah is a malacha grua. And many, many Mepharshim explain why that is. Tosis himself explains what that means later. But one of the things is that, what does that mean? That it's a minor malacha or a inferior malacha almost. I don't want to say the word grua, but not at the same uh, level. And we know that, that there's only one malacha in the entire uh, 39 Malachas that is explicitly stated, that's the only one of the 39 that's actually explicitly stated. All the other ones are learned out from a Masorah of the word Malacha that says it 39 times, and from the fact that in the base of Migdash building, they were they did these 39 Malachas, whether it was for uh, creating leather tanning or for baking or uh, for the other um, aspects of, of Malacha Shabbos. So this, this is something to keep in mind, which is really, really fascinating and illuminating. And I believe that Chazal start off with Malacha Grua in order to teach us that Shabbos is not about, oh, you're not allowed to build, you're not allowed to do significant things because you're not allowed to tire yourself. That's not what it's about, although it might be true that there are things like exercise that, that Chazal might prefer that we don't do on Shabbos to distract us. But no, we don't. We were not Machal Shabbos because we're remembering that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh, and we're emulating Him, and we're having an emotional reawakening uh, and a spiritual reawakening. And just like Chazal tell us, Medrash Rabban Shmos says that Moshe convinced Paro to give the Jews off for Shabbos. What does that mean? He he didn't evoke religious rites. Paro wasn't interested in, in that in Egypt. But what he evoked was these these uh, slaves are not going to be able to work hard because they need a time to rest and just to recharge. And you'll get more productivity out of them if you give them a day off. And this is pretty much accepted um, in most societies where people work for a couple of days in the week and they get off, whether for a extended weekend or a short weekend, but uh, to have this Shabbos or Sabbath, the day of rest, is very, very important. And even a malacha grua, which um, even a small malacha gets tremendous attention. On the contrary, it's the it's the most important place for us to start to show that we're not doing it because, oh, it's such a big deal. It's big construction. It's strenuous. No, we're not doing hotzah, which is literally just picking something up, putting it down somewhere else or carrying something, dalad almost, very short amount, a couple of steps. It's not because of the strain. 
it's because we are testifying that the Rebbeinu Shalom created the world. And that's our perspective, and I believe that's why we start with Hamalacha Grua. There's another reason, which is related, which is Hachta Asile Midrasha Chavivale, that which Chazal toil for is more precious to them. And since this is something that they, it's a Malacha Grua because it doesn't have so many sources, and it's only a small thing, and many argue and, and, and try to um, modify it and limit it. So Chazal in their love of that which they toiled for, they put that first and they give that to us um, to think about and to connect with. And that's also very important. For Shabbos, the time of learning, Chazal say, the Yerushalmi says, Shabbos and Yom Tif is a time of spending time with our family and a time of reconnecting with God and learning. Torah. In fact, the Grah says in Masechus Brachas, when it says anyone that sleeps seven days and doesn't have a, doesn't have a dream, is Nikar Ra, is called bad. He says that means that anyone that goes through seven days of a week and doesn't have one day of Shabbos to recharge and to think about that the Rebbe Shalom runs the world, that the whole world is a chalom, chalom yaof, it's a passing dream, doesn't, he doesn't set himself straight. So he's, that's an evil thing. He's a shachin ra because who, who wants to live with someone who doesn't have the right perspective in life? <laughs> when we look at the Gemara in uh, Shabbos of Daladim and Aleph, we have a very interesting thing that um, there is a question that's asked. Um, here it is. Rava asked Rav Nachman that, hey, I have a question. What if a person has a hand uh, which is carrying fruits and he wants to bring it outside? Is he allowed, and outside, he brings it outside, is he allowed to bring it back in on Shabbos? Uh, it's a halacha, halacha question. Um, so then he says, gives him an answer, Rav Nachman, and then Rav Nachman, his Rebbe, uh, is asked another question by Rava. And he says to Rava, l'chi seichala kura de milcha, which literally means, sort of something along the lines of, I will answer you when you eat a core, which is a large amount of salt. So what does that mean? So Rashi says, Bibdichusa, it was a joke. He said that when you measure a core of salt for me, then I'll tell you the answer. Um, so what does that mean? It's funny because Rava learned from his Rebbe that in order to stimulate a Talmud's growth and thought process, you should you should have a light atmosphere with him sometimes, and, and Bibdihusa to start with a joke. And it's Rava himself who says later that he taught us that, that he was Pasach Bibdihusa whenever he would teach Gemara. So he learned from his Rebbe in this exact page right in front of us, Rav Nachman taught him this, that uh, it stimulates a, a student, and that is and that is very, very significant. We find these um, concepts and themes throughout Shas, which are really, really fascinating. There are just so many things to focus on, but I want to try to keep it brief, but also um, inspirational. So moving on a little bit further in the Masechta, the Gemara on Tess Amud Beis talks about a person who is um, going to be distracted. And it says that before he davens, he shouldn't go look at the tannery, even not to do work there. But why, the Gemara says, because Dilma Chazi Peseda, he might see a problem and um, with, with his merchandise there and matred, and he'll be distracted. Okay. And Rashi says, Umatred, what does that mean? It's star. He'll be in pain from what he saw because something's wrong with his merchandise. And that prevents us from davening. And this is so true in life, but it's also tragic that if we're in pain, it's harder for us to daven. And we need to accept that about ourselves. But you have to realize that what you're davening for is specifically that Hashem should help you. Like the Gemara of the end of Nidia says, what should a person do to be matzliach in business? He should work hard. And also he should daven. It doesn't work one without the other. And so that's a very, very important thing. The Gemara uh, in Shabbos of Yudam and Aleph talks about Dayanim, that they would wrap in their talis. And Rashi brings down that when they would start their Din Torah, the Dayanim, Mipnei Ema Shechina, um, because of the fear of, that's not Rashi's exact words, Mipnei Ema Shechina. 
are his exact words, from the fear of the um, and it kind of like it kept their heads so they wouldn't look elsewhere. But they died to Yeshiva's name and helps them concentrate. This might be one of the sources um, that tell us that wearing our tallis throughout the whole davening, which you see some people are knowing to do that, um, is something that helps aid the concentration and something that helps grow your shemayim. It's literally just like a horse goes kaviyachol. And I don't mean that we're comparing it to God, but I just mean that it's not respectful to talk about even humans and Tamalei But just like there are um, things that you put on the horse to make sure that it doesn't get distracted, so we also need to make sure that we don't get distracted. The Gemara on Yudam Alf also talks about this idea um, that um, Rabbah saw that Rav Hamnuna was davening for a very long time, and Rabbah said to him, what are you doing? You're giving up eternal uh, life, which is Torah, and you're just worrying about davening to Hashem for what you need right now. And... Um, the Gemara explains that Rav Hamnuna held that, no, you're wrong. There's a time for davening, and there's a time for learning. What does this mean? I believe the an- What are they arguing about? I believe the answer is based on the Chazanish. Chazanish says that when someone learns, his tefillah is enhanced. And when someone davens, his learning is enhanced. What does that mean? It's not just chayesha, that we're davening to Hashem for our needs, but it's two things. Number one is that we recognize that our chayesha, our, our simple earthly needs, are ones that help us be able to learn, and they, they are ones that could potentially distract us. So we're davening to Hashem that He should help us. But there's something even deeper, which is that when a person davens, he's longing for Ruchnius, right? Like we say in throughout Tehillim, Libi Basari Granu we're longing for Hashem. And that's what davening is also. And that's important. That's an important part of life. We have Tosis on Daf Yudam and Olive talks about um, the Gartel. He has his Ashkenaz approach, which is basically that it that the main reason to wear a belt is Shalote Libo Roasa Erva, but if that's not a problem, then you wouldn't need the belt. Whereas uh, the Master Vitri and other uh, Mafarshim seem to say that. Um, What's it called? Uh, and, and, and they also support that. But Tosis, Tosis himself says that for us, since we already have a belt in our on our pants, so therefore we don't need a belt, uh, a gargle, basically. However, the Rush and uh, the Mordechai bring down dissenting views that, no, you still need something there. And it has a lot to do with Hikon. It's preparing for davening. And it's important to make that, that separation so that... Um, so that there is a differentiation. There's also the Gemara says that if someone... Um, that if someone sits and judges, so it's as if he sat and sat and and uh, and, and judged all day long. Now um, it's a very strange thing because the pasuk seems to say that Vayamada Am El Moshe Minaboker So it seems like Moshe himself was donning them all day from the basic pasuk, but um, but the Gemara says that that's not what Moshe was doing. He wasn't judging them all day. So the Gemara says that we learn from this pasuk that if you are done din emeslamito, then even for one moment, then it's as if you uh, became a shut of Takash Baruch Hu in my sabracious. And um, the Marshal asks that, wait a minute, but how do you read the actual pasuk? The pasuk says that the people were standing there. So he explains like this. The Marshal says that, no, really, the Jews came for din in the morning, but in the afternoon, Moshe had to learn too, and Moshe had to teach Torah. But Yisra doesn't know. He didn't know what the exact conversation was, so he saw that he was judging, and he assumed that since the whole day that continued, so that's what was going on, and he criticized Moshe and said, this this can't happen. And even so, Hashem still agreed with him that, Moshe, we need to have a division of the judicial, um, not powers, that would be a secular concept, but judicial responsibility so that um, the hard questions will come to you, but the lower-ranking ones could come to the other. Sorry, I love him. Sorry. Mayo, sorry. Asaros. 
Um, if we turn to Davido and Bayes, a couple more points here. One of them is it says, You have to tell him if you give him a gift, which has various interpretations, and I'll get to that in a minute. But the um, Tosis brings down that way. Does that mean that when even for tzedakah, the rush says the same thing also, that no, that when it comes to tzedakah, this is not the case at all. One should do it privately. Um, the Gemara says that um, why didn't that that um, why did Hashem tell Klal that I have this great gift to give you called Chavis? It, it, it's something that they would find out about. They would see the holiness of it. So Gemara says Matan lo that the reward of it is not um, able to be seen without Hashem telling us. And this is an important lesson in life that we don't even appreciate the reward. We think Shabbos is so geschmack, so so good for us. Shana b'Shabbos Tainug, the rest, the learning, the family time. These are all beautiful things. But realize that 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 the greatest reward lies ahead of us. Now, there's some very interesting mafarshim. If you take a look, um, the um, that that deal with this story that um, that um, story goes that um, Rav Chizda was holding uh, two um, pieces of meat that he was able to. They were matanus kuna, but he was allowed to give them out. The mafarshim talk about why and what they were exactly. And he says, if anyone could tell me something in the name of Rav, I will give them this meat. And so Rav comes along, and he, Rav Bar Machas, comes along, and he says, Rav said that I know that if you give a gift to someone, you have to tell him, because we don't, we want him to be able to appreciate it, etc. And so he gives him the uh, Rav Chizda thanks him, and he um, gives him the the reward. And then uh, Rav asks him, are the um, Words of Rabbah, that dear to you? And he says, yeah, absolutely. So he says, oh, that's what that's another thing Rav taught us. Milsa al-Bishayu Yakiru, that those, like Rashi explains, that those who appreciate um, the the fine quality of something um, appreciate it more and more. And you really appreciated Rav's words. And um, that's why you go after his words. So Rav said to him that, wow, did Rav really say that? And he said, yeah, he did. So he said, wow, I really like that better than, than the original thing that you told me. And if I had another one, I would have given it to you. So there's a few questions. One of them is, what in the world is going on? And the other one, just in general, like, what is this whole conversation? And he says, if I would have had another one, I would have given it to him. So why doesn't he just give him another one later? Okay, I'll owe him one. Um, so putting together a lot of the Farshim, Nira Lee, that it could be the Pshad is, and the Nuke Grib says something very similar. Vitzlikaz Haver also has Aras here. They both say the, fo- the following, Ha'ara, which could be disputed because it's not so Pasha, that's what the words mean, but it's an interesting Ha'ara. And that is that from the fact that Rav um, said, I'm going to give you this reward ahead of time. Whoever, whoever tells me something nice that Rav said, I'll give them this. So he, he was hinting to the fact that, if you're going to give something to your friend, you, they're translating it as, you have to tell him ahead of time. That's not necessarily a Pashup Shad in Sarah Lodio, because it might mean that you just you give him a gift and then you tell him later, I gave it to you. You have to make him aware. But their translating is that when you give a gift, you have to tell him ahead of time. So by the fact by virtue of the fact that he knew this halacha, he was hinting that he wanted to hear it again. And so he so Rava picked that up and Rava heard it. And he got that reward and he said, Wow, I see Chavivan Allah, your your Rebbe's words are so precious. You were looking just to hear validation, to hear them again, because you actually were fulfilling it in what you did. And so he said, Oh, Yes, my, my Rebbe's words are very dear, and that is what was going on. You figured it out. And then, I remember, because another kasha is that, how could you say the second thing is better than the first thing, when the first thing is based on a pasuk, ladas keni Hashem, and the second thing is just a Dara Haaretz thing. But then, then Rav tells him, you know another thing that Rav said, mil sa'abashay akira, that those that appreciate 
words of Torah or words of word, things that are important, they appreciate it even more. Uh, the, the, and, and, and so that, or as I said, I never heard, but wow, that has so much more meaning to me because that's, that's what I was doing. I appreciate the words of Rav and I wanted, and I gave someone a gift and I fulfilled the words of Rav and I gave someone a gift just so I could hear them again. And nearly, why can't I give you something later now? Cause, because I was never Hodio. I didn't tell you ahead of time. It's too late. I know you have to tell them ahead of time. Now I can't give you anything because I never told you ahead of time. That, those are some ha'aras on the page. That one's a little bit lumbish, a little bit interesting. But as we continue in our learning, I wish you much hatzlacha and only enjoyment and inspiration in everything that we learn.